Look inside. This is Reb Moshe Weinberger teaching this first teaching of the Eish Kodesh, and it's what we have in front of us. It takes us exactly until we're the place where we got to yesterday. Okay. Remember, this is Rosh Hashanah, 1939, in Poland. Okay. Chazal used the pasuk Lech Echol Besimcha Lachmecha to describe once a Yom Kippur. Hashem tells us, go and eat and drink with a good heart, because Hashem is appeased. The Midrash brings a mashal of a certain town that owed taxes to the king. The king sends a tax collector to collect. When the tax collector was ten miles from the town, the leaders of that place went out to go and meet him. And they began praising the king, which caused a reduction of a third. The closer the collector got, the middle people came out and praised the king, bringing it down by another third. Right before the collector got to the city, the children and women came out to praise the king till he took off another third, and that was it. The tax was cancelled. The collector told the people, whatever happened until now happened. Whatever went, went. From now on begins a new cheshbon. We spoke about this yesterday. So on Erev Rosh Hashanah, there are great leaders who fast. So a third of the sins are forgiven. With you comes forgiveness so that we can be able to fear Hashem. So the fear of Hashem can be upon those who He created. I don't know why He stuck that in there. We'll, we'll see afterwards. During a Yom there's another fast. Another third comes down. And by Yom Kippur, everyone is fasting. Another third is removed. And Hashem says to us, and what's a Yom Kippur? Mada ozil, ozil. Whatever was in the past was the past. Let's begin the new Cheshben from now. And that, but yesterday we spoke about this, and that's why these, those days that are between Yom Kippur and Sukkot are the highest days of the year. Clean, Shabbat clean slate. It's called actually, the, the day after Yom Kippur, you know what it's called? There's a name for it. God's, God, God's new, God, Gotten, uh, what is it in Yiddish? Gotten Numen. It's God's name. Those days of, our mom is spelled out so clearly, days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Because everything's clean. It's a new Cheshbon. So now, this, everything we did right now is just the Masha. We're the Rebbe begins to explain. He tries to explain a pasuk we're so familiar with. Look inside over here, third to bottom paragraph. Do we really understand this pasuk? The whole point of you forgiving us is ki imcha aslicha, is so we could fear you. But we usually think of it the other way around. A person might think that since I know that Hashem is so forgiving, I'm not going to be so afraid. Hmm, interesting. The tachlis of this forgiveness that Hashem has prepared for us is to help us learn how to fear Him and to serve Him in the right way. Hashem created the entire world that we should fear Him. Everything is to bring us to that feeling of awareness of being aware of Hashem. The tachlis is not that we should be afraid. The tachlis is that we should be avde Hashem, to be servants of Hashem. When a person is, God forbid, filthy with the filth of his sins, and because of that he's tormented, and he's going through terrible suffering, a person in this state, 
who sees the misfortune of his life as a result of his own filth, that person cannot truly fear Hashem in a real way. So what is he saying, by the way, about what people could think about what happened in the Holocaust? That what got them to the place that they're in? Their own sins. Their own schmutz. Yeah. yeah. We brought it up. Yeah. God forbid. That's how he says that you could have that mahalach to think we brought it on ourselves. Because what else? You know, usually, Chazal tell us, when, 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 when Saras come to you, you got to do tshuva because you have to go check in, right? Yeah. You may say the opposite. You may say this guy could really fear Hashem, Dafka, a person like this, that's, that's in this situation. So now look what, this is why we need a Rebbe to teach us this Torah from Neish Kredish. Look what, look what Weinberger says here. There was a very big machlokis amongst tzaddikim as to how to look at the Shoah. Some saw the Shoah as a midah keneged midah for the sins of European Jewry. Other tzaddikim were absolutely repulsed by that view and reached into Pnimiya Satora for much deeper explanation. By the way, what was the Rebbe's, where did the Rebbe hold, Mubavitcha Rebbe? The second. The second. He never, ever let anyone go to that place of, you know, Mida we brought it upon ourselves, look at the simulation or whatever. Never. It's interesting. It's only the one place that I saw a little bit of a differentiation between him and his father-in-law. Because when the Tsarists were coming down, there was a little bit of a different tone by the Friedeker Rebbe. When the, the, the Tsarists started yeah. coming down, the tone was a tad different. But by the Rebbe, you not a chance. Okay? So why is there so much suffering in the world? In general, now look what he says here. This is brilliant. It seems that those that did not go the through, through the Shoah speak of the night midah keneged midah. But those who went through it and saw it with their own eyes, they went to the Pneumius. The Rebbe was not from the world of Mida Keneged Mida when it came to the Shoah. You hear what he said? Now, what does it mean to go to the Pneumius? Well, we went to yesterday. <coughs> yesterday was that. So say it. There was nothing Mida Keneged Mida about that. It was, you've put us in the state, Hashem. You've put us in this state. Ishbitz. Yeah, and how are you going to be? How is there going to be year on the world if we're in this state? If the reason that you created us and the whole world is so that we can become your avodim and have Europe from you, it's impossible like this. The Rebbe is crying. Dead. How does somebody die? Hashem chooses for them to die. Right. You can only have a state of Yira when, as long as you're alive. That's what the Rebbe said yesterday. But as long as you're walking dead, Hashem. Ultimately, you lose out. They're not saying you can't play the Mita, Kanegad, Mita card in anything. They're saying in atrocity. Specifically like about, yeah, yeah. Because we use it when it comes to the Korban Basin Migas. That's very interesting. Yes, in That's very interesting. No, but even the first one, even the first Basin Migas, there was reasons why the Basin Migas was. was uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, we use reasons by the Khurbans, but we over here, by the Holocaust. No. Okay, very simple. It's very, very simple. Maybe it could be explained because with the Beit she was on the entire arm, whereas the Shoah. European jury. The Certain people hold that Mida Keneged Mida is what plays a role of understanding the Shoah. And, and what he's saying, but Rav Weinberger said, but it's, it, those people that say that are not people that actually went through it. They're usually the ones who were on the outside or came later. 
Those who actually went through it with their own eyes don't talk like that. They saying we have to go into the pnimius of a deeper thing that's going on over here. I got up until there. And then, and the Eish Kodesh would not at all look at what happened in the show as a midah connected midah. Because why? <laughs> because if if the if the Eish Kodesh held that it's a midah connected midah, he'd never pull any ishbits out of the bag at all. He couldn't. There's no way he could. Exactly. 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 But we kind of do that to ourselves sort of in our own in all our the own time. Service. We do that to ourselves. We're like, okay, this happened, and we try to like make parallels, and we try to connect pain to something, and we try to make chuva on that because we feel that. I mean, like, we do that self to our, we do that to ourselves all the time. All the time. Yeah, sure. What, what do you want to I, say? I'm just filling in the gap yeah. for our yesterday. The Ish Kodesh right now is saying to. Speaking to God, and he's saying in front of his entire kiva. On Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah, and he's saying, um, God, you, you, you want us to, to fear you, but we can't fear you because of all the tzavot that we have. All the terrible atrocities that are befalling us right now make it so that we're so stuck in it. We don't fear you. The natural result, psychologically, is that when you have such compounding misfortune, you're so stuck in it. And you're not looking at God, you're just obsessed with, with getting bread tomorrow. And you can't even feel yourself, he said right. yesterday. None. Totally. None. You can't even, you're not, you're not aware of yourself at all. This peace is, the shivers in you, this peace is, mom, is earth-shaking. Look at this. A person who feels unforgiven, despised and beaten by God will not get close to Hashem. What is the, but what, what's drilled into us? The opposite. Now is an opportunity to get close to Hashem, right? By calling out to Him. The Rebbe is saying, people are, are not going to be left with, with, with even the power to say Hatzileini. They're, they're not going to be, people are not, he's looking at people, you know, the, not, the craziness saying, that's not what's going to lead people towards. Yeah, Yossi? I learned last night, Ravarov wrote that the way the system works is Hashem loves all His kids, um, unconditionally. And so it works, and so he loves us, and we love him. That's the highest level, because like that, that senior is like an open one, as opposed to, oh, I fear Hashem. That's fine, but Hashem doesn't fear you. And so there's something off in that relationship, and you can get something from it, I'm not, but understand, it's a different tunnel than the Ava one. Because right. it's just like, it's like a given. It's very deep. It's, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, that's very deep. Very deep. That's, that's the algorithm. Can you repeat that? So deep what you just said. Where'd you see that in? He just came out with a new sefer called Aleph Bet. And wow, that is the Aleph Bet of Amunah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was called Ava. So I was you know, reading Ava, and in it, that's, it was just like, it's all these like deep Nikudo, wow. just boom, one after the other. But this is just one of them. Does he say it one more time? What I heard was that the way we, we, we always like to you know, connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I love him and he loves me. On the level of Ava, we meet each other. Ani dodi vedodi li. But we never say, Ani im yira elav vehu im yira elai. When it comes to awe, it doesn't happen this, this like, you know. No, it's not a relationship of equality. No, no, it's different. And and our, and our trouble is figuring out how do we how do we do how do you live in a world that, you know, that's a moon. Like how do you figure this one out? Mamish. 
As if you're a, a king of father, your father. <laughs> no, but that's the problem. He's saying that, that it's hard to relate to a father like that because with father, there's also the love that you know he, he loves you. Your father doesn't fear you. It's the same thing. Right, but I'm saying that's what makes it so hard even with parents and children. I'm saying it's the same in them. But he's pointing out the inferiority of the characteristic of fear. Right. Hashem, how it relates to love. <clears throat> Meaning, Hashem can relate to us with love, not with fear. Right. We, and we can relate to him with fear and love. But we can relate to him with love, which is, has, which is a, that much wider of an opening because he relates to us with the same amount. Yeah. yeah, it's very deep. Thanks for sharing that, yes. When a person knows that forgiveness is available and that Hashem is working at a deep union with him and it's not just to give him a smack but that Hashem loves him and is forgiving and is willing to say Mada Azil Azil, let's just go further that person can really come close to Hashem. That's a person that can come close to Hashem. Meaning that he's in the smack and he knows it's not just Mida Keneged Mida there's some deeper union that's being refined right now within me. We watched Rabbi Sasson. I should, I should, mamish rewatch it as well. My daughter woke up from a coma, and she said, "Hashem," and he said, "Who loves you the most?" most." His wife's first response was, "Rav Rav Gavriel Sasson." When he came that night, were you here for that? No. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. Have you posted it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. So are they saying here that if, if the person? knows that forgiveness is available. In other words, it's not that they've been forgiven yet. They right. know that right. possesses the power to forgive them. Sure. Then, it, then something's possible. Right. Yeah. The unforgiven can come to a state of yira like a child who was raised in a home of very strong discipline. That child can be fearful and respectful of his father. But is he truly close to his father? It's very hard for such a person to come to true yira Hashem, to the splendor, to the glory of Hashem. So Rabbi Weinberger says here, the base Yaakov of Ishbitz brings down from Sefer Daniel that the nations of the world are also God-fearing, but their fear of God has caused them to run away from Him because they are afraid of them. Us, Yidin, our tachlis is to run away, is not to, sorry, our tachlis is not to run away, it's to be able to be near, to be close, not to run away and hide. By the way, according to Ishbitz, what was the first Avera that, that man did? Was that he ran away from something. Not that he did an act that was wrong, but the way that he related to him doing something wrong. In Ishbitz, it's very clear. That was the Avera. There are people with so much Yeras Shemayim that they can't come near, they can't come close. The Tachlis is that one should feel Yira from the Gadlut of Hashem. Each person according to their madriga. Such a person who feels a sense of Hashem's beauty and holiness trembles from the thought of sinning in front of such a God. So Jeremy, what's that yira? That yira, that state of yira is what? This last paragraph? Yira How would you say it in English? How would, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's it's built on awe. No, it's built on love, but it leads you to be in awe of such a relationship. Like Ruff Cook says, real yira is that you're petrified of losing the state of love with Hashem. That when love is so real in your life, you're so scared to chas v'shalom, lose that for a second. 
Well, think, think about your relationship with your wife. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Think about your, your relationship with your wife. Absolutely. You, you, you have this loving, deep connection to your wife, God willing. And, and maybe, you know, God forbid, there's like something you shouldn't look at, something like that. And, and you're, you're afraid to look at that, not because of whatever that may be, but because how it would damage the love between yeah. you and your wife. So what? And because you cherish it so much. Right, but it's not era of, I'm afraid that my wife will find out. Right, it's, no, it's no. Of, like, I'm afraid that it will damage the, the closeness. Love. Yes, yes. And that's like the same, sort of shim, the same way that we can relate to right. Christ Rafu, that, that our verot aren't about like, I'm scared that God's going to punish me, that God's going to bring some horrible thing down on me because I do this. It's more a sense of saying, I love you so much and I feel your love in such a profound way of Kaddish Brahu that I don't want to do something that causes that to, to be broken. And the Rebbe is saying that what you're describing is impossible for Jews to feel when they're in the ghetto. Much harder. Is he saying impossible? Is this um, much, much more difficult, let's say. Close to impossible. In other places he says it's impossible, yeah. Maybe it's impossible. If we haven't been there, how do we know? He'd, he I was. Thought, I thought we were reading yesterday. He you was. Saying, you're, you're making it so hard for us to hold on to a shred of this. Of closeness, era. yeah. This, because yeah. again, yeah. talk about thinking about yeah. it with your wife. Again, you bring it down to that level and say, God forbid, your wife just feels like she's just pushing and pushing yeah. and pushing and pushing away. And all of a sudden, it's almost like I can't feel that sense of not wanting to do the severa or be because right. I want to keep our connection because I don't feel our connection anymore. <laughs> And if I can't feel our connection anymore, I'm not really that afraid to look over here. Right. Right? Because I'm not so scared of losing something right, I don't even feel exists. I feel like it's already lost. Yeah. And so if yeah. you don't have that, then you have to turn around and you have to say, but I know, yeah. I know that it's there. Where have you been, brother? Uh, Where have you been? He's been here. He's been here. Uh, Just not, not here. You came back in perfect timing. But there is another kind of year, huh? <clears throat> but there's another kind of yira. Just don't take a knee. <laughs> but there's another kind of yira. That in his own midst, he feels the fear of getting beaten and punished. Like, which, like we said yesterday, it's also a madrega. It's a lower level of yira. It's not the highest. It's a lower level of yira, but it's still something. The person whose entire yira is like this, he's a small person because he is always immersed in himself. He is afraid of his own skin. He lives completely in his own little world. In order to avoid a mess that could take place, he'll do what's necessary. When is it possible for a yid to truly feel yira, yiras haromimus, this, this place of majestic awe, mamish, majestic awe, awesomeness, only when a yid is alive and healthy, only then can the soul feel this closeness. The closer you get to Hashem, the more you appreciate His greatness, which is not the case when a person is filthy with sins. That feeling after a person did something specifically disgusting, more often it pushes someone away. Even if it sometimes it might wake him up to do some tshuva. So true. You hear that last line? I know it's confusing because the the capital here, but this is amazing. The feeling after a person did something specifically disgusting, that more often pushes a person away, even if sometimes it may wake him up to do some truba. So, just pause. Could it be that the Rebbe is saying over here, Hashem, do you want us to feel 
that this is our fault? Yeah. That's what, what he's saying, right? The same way Hashem wants us to feel like we somehow uh, <laughs> are the ones Less responsible for the good, the good that we wow. do in this world. He lets us feel like we played some real part in it. Yeah? Yeah? Just like, just like with the good. Goes both ways. The Rebbe screaming here. Do you, could that really be? That you, could that really be? It's good what you're saying, though. Just like with the good, you want me to feel like I'm a shoot off with you, and I have something to do with this, and so too with with the other side too. Can you really? Could it be that you want me to feel that I had something to do with with where I'm at right now? Because the the Rebbe is basically saying there's less of a chance of me feeling the the the, the draw to you from that kind of place. But can you really appreciate the feeling of closeness if you don't sometimes, or at least have the ability to feel distance? Again, we're going back to yesterday's issue we had. Yes, not 1939 Nazi Germany. Yes, but not... Not, 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 when, you not, get, not when you get that deep. Look, we, we don't really, again, like, like, it's hard for us to fathom where these words we're saying. Like Jack was saying, unless your mom is in there... It's very hard for us. We have to... This Sefer Ish Kredish is, is a burning book that's mamish. I feel like we're learning a perush on it and I feel like the words are, are burning over here. This is a different book, okay? This is something else. Something completely different than anything else. To utter such words from such a place... To utter these words anywhere is... To utter words in that, in, you know, like that. We should maybe do some of this in uh, Yeah. Yeah. When a person is filthy with sins, he doesn't hear Hashem calling him back. He hears Hashem sending him away. Even though he knows there's a concept of tshuva, he feels like Acher. Who is Acher? Elisha ben Abuya. Hearing the voice, Chutz me Acher. What is he referring to? Remember the Gemara says every single day a basko comes up from Shemaim and says, Shuvu banin shovevim. Right? Except Acher. Except Elisha ben Abuya. The Rebbe is saying, we all feel like Elisha ben Abuya down in here. Do you really want us to feel this? Is this the point? What a crazy piece. Until he is completely crushed and crumbling, becoming totally numb. It's not only that he doesn't feel close to Hashem, he doesn't feel himself. He doesn't feel emotions at all. The heart is shut and closed. And the Rebbe is speaking now. He's, you guys, this is the first piece in Ish Kredesh. Right? This is the beginning of the war. Do you know what happens? It gets worse. As you go Torah after Torah? This is what the Pasuk is saying. Now how is the Ish Kredesh explaining this Pasuk? We know, Hashem, that you are forgiving and you are prepared for every one of us in order that we should be alive and that we should want to come close to you. We don't get close the other way. We might be afraid the other way, but is that all you want? So it's only through forgiveness that we can have all our need, is what he's saying. <clears throat> Without forgiveness. The Rebbe is telling us, as it says in the Midrash, that the Ribbana Shleilam has a package that is ready for us from Rosh Hashanah. Remember how he said it yesterday? Inside the Ish Kodesh? Yeah, it's a Yes. Yeah. No, that, that's the Dir Shashem 
צליחה מתוקנת לך. ריבונו שלמה זה package that is ready for us from Rosh Hashanah. If a Jew knows that and he taps into what it is really about, so it will be Laman Tivare. When I know you're ready to forgive me, I can begin to approach you. Since this, see, he's like going into a, this dichotomy of like, wait a second, this is Rosh Hashanah, right? The, you know, that's what the Rebbe is saying. Wait a second, this is Rosh Hashanah, right? Now what does that mean? If I'm not just celebrating a day on the calendar, but in Mamish Pnimius Halev, something is happening as well. What does it mean on a level of Pnimius that right now is Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah is the day that I begin to feel that I can come back and approach you. Do you feel that in, in Nazi Germany, in Poland, 1939? Since this time of the year, these days are when Hashem comes out of the palace, a person feels Hashem's presence, it awakens with each, within each Jew the feeling of Yira. Why is it that at this time Hashem is so much more present? Because this is the time of the year when Hashem reveals His kingdom. It's the time when the world was created, the Machos is revealed. The project of, bege- of creation began now. This is what's happening now. He's saying, in Pneumius, this is really what's happening. What a distance between what, what we're feeling and what we believe to be happening. And that's how we began learning this piece in the Ish Kodesh. Now what's, what's amazing is that even though we're not Chas V'Shalom, we're not hunted by Germans right now as, as we speak, although yesterday's elections in Germany were pretty shocking. I don't know if any of you followed. They would have been shocking no matter how they came out. The German elections? Did you hear about the German elections? Merkel won again, right? Not that she's exactly like a... Uh, you know. well, it means the destruction of Europe is going to continue. But the party, the, the party that Mamish got power, part of the radical right-wing party there. It's crazy. This whole world is crazy. You have Nazis saluting all over America. It's, it's nuts. It's just the beginning of something much, much crazier. But anyway, even though that's not happening like it's happening Khalila here, we can't compare. It's happening like this here right now, right? But in a certain sense, when we go through our tzaras in life, there is a part of us that's Mamish and Ishbitzer. That really goes automatically to that place saying, what do you really want? Do you really want this? Do you want me to come to you like this? Because what's the closest I could get to you like this? The closest, right? What, a, what, a, what has much more chances of me running very far away from you? If it happens to draw me close to you, the closest I can get to like this is not so close. And it's this question. As Mamish, you see Heschel in this piece, you see everyone in this piece, anyone that ever suffered for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and saying, it cannot be that this is really the, what you want. Now there's a piece, Moish Geller quotes this piece all the time, the following piece, all the time. You might have heard him say this many times. Reb Shlomo teaches by Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik was essentially doing this in the jail by, when, when, after Potiphar's wife. Okay? Or, or before Potiphar's wife, right? The Yosef HaTzadik, when he was told by Potiphar's wife, by the way, when, when did that happen? That whole incident with Potiphar's wife? Rosh Hashanah. 
It happened, yeah, it happened on Rosh Hashanah. And she comes to him and she says to him, listen, if you just do this acting thing one time, you know, you'll be set, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine, you'll be set, we'll take care of you forever. So Rashi says, quotes the Gemara in Sota, that says, he saw an image of his father. And we learned already a lot of tires on that, that it basically means he saw an image of himself as a father, that one day he's going to be a father. How in the world could he do such a thing, knowing that he's going to bring life into this world? And a pull from the future is what took him out of it, because it's a Rib Shlomo's Chiddush, it's a Diak on Rashi, because Rashi says, Ra'ad mus diukono shel aviv. doesn't say, Ra'ad mus diukono shel aviv Yaakov. It says, he saw an image of his father. It doesn't say, he saw an image of himself as a father. So whenever I give over this Torah, on college campuses and Shabbos, on Friday night, the Tish, right before I know they're all going to go out and partying, you should see what their faces look like whenever I say about this Torah. Basically, one day you're all going to be parents, right? Are you sure you want to do what you're going to end up doing tonight, right? But, but Reb Shlomo said like this, the Yosef HaTzadik then turned, after he told Potiphar's wife, are you acting crazy? He turned to Hashem, and he said to Hashem, Shlomo, I see you're giving me a way out here, but can't you find another way? Now, debating whether to keep this on right now. Hashem Yislachli, I'm going to keep it on. Listen, Reb Shlomo said this right after the Oslo Accords were signed. It was November 93 in the Karabakh Shul. And Reb Shlomo said this. And he said, I just came back from Eretz Yisrael. And on the one hand, there's this very far, far ray of hope now in the world. And on the other hand, the bloodshed is right in front of your face. He says, we need to be Yosef HaTzadik, standing up before Hashem and saying, can't you find another way? Not this way. Can't you find another way? So you can't blame that on Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He didn't do it. When we did, if you ask that clear enough, you'll realize that it's really you. Of course, that's the point. On there, on that level, they couldn't say that in the Warsaw Ghetto. No, not at all. On that point, yes. Can't you find another way? And Hashem is saying to you, if you're here strong enough, can't you guys find another way? Right? The echo comes back. Here, he's saying, there's no echo. Nothing's coming back because nothing's even being said. Nothing's even being asked. Isn't there like a thing with the close of the that they would like hear him, like, as he was being beaten on the march or whatever, and he would just say, I'm so sorry, I should have to do true for I'm so sorry. Like, he took it all in yeah I know but, but, but none of us can relate to that on a no, personal I level besides maybe you I, and none of us can really there's not this is a different zakh what's going on over here right but when the purpose of what we're learning right now is to bring about the concept of ki, like these words kim the point is that that, that something happens in the world that Hashem's name becomes great. And the Shaila we're asking ourselves is, let's be real. On the world global level, has Hashem's name become greater this past year in the world? Yes. I think. Absolutely.
Absolutely. Oh, so 70 wow. years of Medinat Israel, 50 years of Yerushalayim. Well, I mean, come on. Natural disasters. Right. Right. His question wasn't about right. in the world. I'm asking on the world level. Not compared to Warsaw Ghetto to now, Hashem's name is much I'm greater. I'm asking than about last year. Yeah, from last year to this year. Oh, in this one year process? Yeah. In the world. Because, uh, because the Cheshbon is new from last Motzei Yom Kippur. So that's on us. The Cheshbon only started last Motzei Yom Kippur. The more that I think that the more that today you ask Hashem, the more that today you ask Hashem, can't you find another way? Today you can hear an echo back. Today you can. That's how Shlomo explained how the, the this. Where we're at here, that, that level of, of numbness has, has passed as well. So today you could ask, can't you find another way? And the louder you ask that, and with more sincerity you ask that, then you're also answered back. Can't you find another way? More and more and more. Are we really numb now? Or just, or, 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 is there I don't feel like we're numb. No, I agree. <laughs> Whereas there's a big percentage of today's all that's just locked themselves off totally. That's different. That's not this. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just talking about ourselves right now. I don't know. But when I asked you, and you guys all answered me about the world, now I'm going to ask it differently. In your own life, in your own private personal life, from last year, did Hashem become greater in your world? Yes. Yes. But not as great as you could have been. It'll always yeah, it'll always be the answer. And it shouldn't be a downer when you hear that. It should be more of like, wow, it could be even better. It, you mean it, it could get even closer? Take away you know? but not as great. And then just say it could be, right? As it as it could be. As it could be. It's, but then, so how do we connect to Kim I mean, we're... Well, you guys all answer. I don't know how you guys, what you guys were thinking about when you answered the question, but when I said that God become greater in your life, it's based on what we're learning. You can only answer it based on, did you feel... Um, <laughs> you hear what I'm asking? Did you appreciate I'm trying to find the right word here right now. <laughs> did you feel more... Um, what did you say? Tivare, like, yeah. Like, it, it actually, meaning is like, the year of the year in your life. There, there's actually something yeah. there. There's more there for me than there was a year ago. So when whatever it is, I don't always feel it all. Whatever it is, and it's not there, like I I, I miss it, and yeah. so there's a meaning there. There's a I don't know. You said it's a fear of losing it. There's a yeah. There's an awe of it. There's just something more that's there. And you can't always put your whatever on what it is. It's called Yiraz. It's called Yiraz. Let's, let's, stop, let's stop running away from it. But it's called Yiraz. Feeling is great, but, but, but that's just... Feeling is just a passive thing. Right. It's not... So do it's I a, feel that I... Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> right. You know what I said, but it has a meaning. It's, it's not just a feeling. It's, it's a plea. It's a it, meaningful thing yeah. that's no. in my life that actually go, affects go, me David, on a daily basis. Is God greater in your life? Yeah. So it's really asking, do you see God greater in your life? Yira literally means, do you see it? 
do your armies that's it like, is he more do you see is, is he, he more present do you see his presence more like, is he yeah i think it's a it's almost like asking do you do you feel sense see whatever god interacting with you or do you sense god's interactions with you more good bad and whatever all the different ways that god interacts with us are you sensing that interaction with god can you say yes and yet the euro factor didn't grow Absolutely not. Absolutely that, not. That, that interaction Correct. part is love, Yura, is all So you can ask the question differently. Is there more Yura in your life this last year? Simple. Let's just cut it. Let's just cut down to it. Is there more Laman Tivare? Is there more of that sense of Yira in your life? Well, then you could say, well, wait a second. What brought out Yira? Slicha. Right? What brings out more Yira into the world? Kimcha Slicha. So essentially, we're going now back to another question. We're saying, do you feel more forgiven this year in your life? Because that's Leman Tivare. Because that really brings out essential Yira. That's nice. Very nice. It's, it's, it's funny. The only, the only relationships that we have really in this life which can get back to the point of the way it was before is like, I'm thinking, I mean, okay, you, you, um, even, in, even in relationships with a husband and a wife, there's just, you, you scarred a person, and you have to work really hard for it. The one thing <coughs> you don't have to work very hard is with your parents. And I, look, I, I just want to build on what Jeremy was saying, because it just really, you know, touched my heart there. The idea of Yira and also being seen, acknowledging, like we, we just flipped it, and we said, Ahava is your way to be, to, to see. God, or to fear God, to, what fear, to fear losing it. Right. Because things are no longer Muvan de love. It's not, right. You don't take things for granted anymore. And so you, with such love, I mean, I guess it's funny, it doesn't, the Torah doesn't command you to love your parents. And I've always, I've always been perplexed by that. Right. Like, shouldn't that be the base thing that right. you have? But here we're saying, fear your parents. What, fear what? Yeah. Fear your parents, that love, that wealth, that... And that well of love that just seems to never dry up. Fear that. Fear be in, losing no, that. Be in awe of it. Yeah. Be in awe of it. Be, yeah. but also like, by seeing it. By seeing yeah. it. Jer- Jeremy's saying, like, if you could, if you could see the, what your parents give you, what God gives you, as not being a granted thing, something that is for a given, then you would, you would really be afraid of losing it. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be, and you'd do anything in the world to save that and to hold on to it and to beg Hashem to reveal to you more and more how precious and valuable it is too so that it takes more and more space in your heart. Like if we got a second of a glance of like what life would be like without our spouse, as much as we've come up with all the conclusions, all the, how the, oh, I could be fine or whatever, if you had a second of seeing what, that, what your world would look like for one second you would then do, do anything in the world to live a life of actively pursuing the awareness of what it means, of how valuable that which you have really is. That's being in awe of that relationship. The Rebbe is saying, we don't have access to that relationship in the ghetto. In the ghetto, all this talk is not shy of to us. Give me something good so I can fear losing it. <clears throat> Give me, give me a petach. Give me, some, give me a ray of light that I... Some kind of a petach to see it. Crazy, huh? All right, guys. We'll Bezrat Hashem continue the Ish Kredish tomorrow. Yishakwa, Gadol.